they brought these qualities of Islam. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to see in each one of us is the same qualities. They brought, they brought these qualities. They learned from Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa They learned from the Quran. And when these qualities came into their lives, they became radiyallahu anhum wa radu'an. Example for the entire humanity, mankind till the day of Qiyamah. So my dear brothers, we have to make our qualities. We have to build these qualities inside us. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says in one hadith that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said khaslatan, two qualities, two things in a person, to the khilan al-jannah. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, aw kama qala alayhi salatu wasalam, two qualities, two things. I've seen, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, I've seen these two things taking the most amount of people into jannah. So the sahaba asked, ya Rasulullah, what are these qualities? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, taqwa. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, taqwa. Fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take the pe- people most into Jannah. And the other, husnul Qulq, the best akhlaq, good character. Allahu Akbar. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is showing us. The, you know, if a father, a father tells the son, hey, I like too much this dish, I like too much this food. The son will try everything to make his father, to give to his father, to make the thing to his father, make the best and give him. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes these two qualities. Taqwa and good character. These two things will take you into Jannah. How much more we should try and calculate into our lives? On one side, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam giving glad tidings to Jannah. A person who got taqwa, got good character. On the other side, once Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned hadith comes in Muslim, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came to the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. Sahaba was sitting in a masjid. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam starts speaking to them. Then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked him, Atadruna manil muflis? Do you know who is the most bankrupt person? Sahaba radiallahu anhu said, Ya Rasulullah, one is muflis, another is, one is gharib, miskin. And then you come to a level which is called muflis. A person who is totally bankrupt. He doesn't have anything. He's not even a poor, he's a bankrupt. Disgrace, finished, he doesn't have anything. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked the Sahaba, Atadruna manil muflis? Do you know who is this muflis? Sahaba radiallahu anhu say, Bala ya Rasulullah, you tell us. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Muflis is that person. Ja'a yawm al-qiyamah, he'll come on the day of qiyamah, and he'll come with a lot of good a'mal. You know, in the akhirat, in this dunya, we got a currency. If you take our rents, and you travel to the USA, for example, or travel to any nearby, nearby country, and you tell them, I want to buy something in a normal shop. You tell them, I want to buy something with these rents. They'll say, unfortunately, we cannot accept this currency. We do not recognize it. Go to the USA, try to buy something. Go to Dubai, to Saudi, try to buy something with those rents. Illa mashallah, majority of the people will say, we do not recognize this currency. So like that, in the akhirat as well, in the day of Qiyamah, this currency of this world will be of no use. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explained one hadith, a person will be brought before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala will ask him, what have you brought today? This person will say, Ya Allah, you gave me a lot of wealth. I left behind piles and piles of wealth, gold and silver. Give me one opportunity, I'll go back and I'll bring all that wealth here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask for the second time, what have you brought forward? That person will say, Ya Allah, I had left so much of wealth. Give me one chance, I'll go back and I'll bring everything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make the question, will make the question for the third time. What have you brought forward? The person will give the same answer. Allah will command the malaika, take him and throw him headlong into the fire of Jahannam. He didn't understand. 
in the akhirat unless you change this currency into the currency of the akhirat you know there is there was a very pious person this incident comes narrated in fazail amal fazail sadaqat his name was jafar he used to say in the company of malik bin dinar rahmatullahi so he says once i was walking with malik bin dinar rahmatullahi and as we walking we passed through a palace which is being built very beautiful palace was supposed to be built over there half the palace was concluded the other half was being made so in front of the palace was one youngster and he's sitting he's only giving commands to the slaves or to the workers that i want a room like that i want a house like that i want a place like that and they are building however he says he tells them so malik bin dinar you know see from this that fikr that jazbat that dard that gham that worry that pain in the heart of the ulama in the heart of the pious You know, that's why our ulama say that go out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that we can learn that gham, that fikr, that dard, that worry which you should have for every ummati of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Forget about seeing them engage in building palaces. Today the ummatis of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam are engaged in every type of haram. When you look at them at that condition, when you look at our own self with that condition, what gham, what dard should be in our hearts. So Malik bin Dinar rahmatullahi alayhi He tells his friend Jafar, he tells Jafar, what a beautiful, what a handsome youngster. What a handsome youngster, what a good person he is. He is involved in such a futile activity. Such an action, which, such an amal which doesn't have any benefit. He says, I feel that I should make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Allah ta'ala should free him from the worries of this dunya. And Allah ta'ala must make him his friend. He must become a youth from the youth of Jannah. So he holds the hand of Jafar, he tells Jafar, let's go and speak to the youngster. So he goes to that youngster and finds the youth busy. The youth, the youngster, he didn't recognize who's this man, who's this personality. So Malik bin Dinar starts speaking to him, what is your name? What are you doing here? So he says, I'm building a palace. He says, how much are you going to use to complete this palace? So the youngster says, I'm going to use 100,000 gold coins. I got it ready, I'm going to use to build a palace. Whilst they're speaking, the youngster recognized this is Malik bin Dinar, such a great personality. So he moves from his chair, he says, Malik, you sit down. So Malik tells him, give me this hundred thousand dinars, and I promise you a palace much better than this in Jannah. Such palace which is made of rubies, such palace which the cement of it is made of musk, which you cannot even smell. The sand of the Jannah is made of za'faran, of saffron. The servants of the Jannah you cannot even imagine. So Malik bin Dinar tells him, give me this hundred thousand gold coins and I promise you a jannat better than that, a palace better than that. So the youngster tells him, give me some time, tomorrow come back and speak to me. So Malik goes, the whole night he spends in ibadat of Allah, time of tahajjud is crying and begging Allah, please save that youngster from the temptation of this dunya. In the time of tahajjud is making fikr and worry again for the ummati of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So the next day, he goes back to the youngster. The youngster was very happy to see Malik, Rahmatullahi. And he says, I was really waiting for you. So when he comes, the youngster brought the bags containing 100,000 gold coins. And he gives it to him. But with that, he brought one piece of paper, some ink and a pen. And told Malik, write down here, whatever promise you have made to me, that you're going to guarantee me one palace in Jannah. So Malik Rahmatullahi wrote, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, I Malik bin Dinar promised this person 
a palace in Jannat and he describes all the description of the Jannat, of the palaces in Jannat. If he donates this hundred thousand for the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they make a deal. You know, these are such opportunities. Some moments like this come in our lives when the deal is there in front of us. You want to make an investment in this dunya. You want to earn the best in this dunya. So some moments also come for us in, to, to earn in the akhirat where the deal is in front of us. So the youngster gives all that, all, all that wealth and Malik goes. Ja'far Rahmatullah says that Malik did not spend one moment that he started spending all that wealth in Sadaqah. He donated the whole hundred thousand by the night. He had no one single cent left for him to buy his own food. He donated the whole money. He says time has passed. Forty days later, Ja'far and Malik Rahmatullah they were walking. And as they were walking, they go past this youngsters, this youth house. And they see very... They notice the dullness on the house. People are crying. They see something has happened. Signs that there is a janazah taking place in the house. So they go and they find out who has passed away. They say the youngster has passed away. They say what happened to him? So the man who made his kafan, who, who, who washed him, gave him ghusl and put his kafan, he says the youngster had an ajib, ajib desire. Before that Malik rahmatullahi that morning in the masjid, whilst in the masjid he saw in the mimbar a piece of paper. The same piece of paper which he had written to that youngster. And behind it was written, Bara'atun min Allahi li Malik ibn Dinar. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has freed, freed Malik ibn Dinar from his, from his promise which he made to the youngster. So when he goes to that person, he asks, who made the coffin of this boy? The man who made, so the man says, this, this youngster had a ajib wasiyat before he passed away when he was sick. He say, when you finish make my, my, my ghusl, when you put in my coffin on top of me, take this piece of paper and put on top of me. And then you bury me with a piece of paper. So Malik Rahmatullahi takes out a piece of paper. And he shows this man who made the ghusl. He says, that's the same. He says, Wallahi, this is the same piece of paper. And behind it is written, We have freed Malik bin Dinar from the promise he made to the, to the youngster. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not given him one palace. Allah ta'ala has given him 70 more than what he has promised. My dear brothers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ready to give. And that... that at that moment, Malik Rahmatullahi starts crying. Another youngster, he heard this whole incident. He stands up, he says, Malik, I'll give you 200,000 gold coins. Make another piece of paper like that. Malik says, the time has passed. The deal, the deal is done. The time for the deal is finished. And then Jafar Rahmatullahi says, whenever Malik will remember that youngster, he'll cry and cry and make dua for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for his mercy. <coughs> so my dear brothers, coming back, we have to change this currency we got in this dunya. We have to change it into the currency of the akhirat. Like how this youth, he changed whatever currency he had in this dunya, he changed it for the akhirat. So on the day of Qiyamah, a man will come. And he got a lot of amal. And all that amal which he got, he'll think, now I got my jannat. You know, you speak about currency. Recently we went to one country, Nigeria. And Allah Akbar, you know the amount of shukr which will make the country we are at the moment. Sometimes you notice load shedding. Sometimes you see the, the roads have some problems. Whatever it is, the government in the country we are. What happens is that we compare our country to South Africa, we compare it to USA, to Dubai, to, uh, to, to, to Saudi or to Europe. Why we don't compare it to Africa? We went to Nigeria, there is no load shedding in Nigeria. 
There's light shading. Two hours a day they have lights. The rest of the day they don't have no light. People live on generators. Whoever came. The roads, there's no roads left on that area. Where. Allahu Akbar. So anyway, we went to Nigeria. When we were coming back, again every country got their own situation. So our flight was booked for a certain time. We went about one, two hours before the flight to do the check-in. They say the check-in is already closed. Two hours before the flight. Anyway, we managed to speak to someone in that rush, rush. So one of our friends had ex- exchanged over there in Nigeria about $50 only. So that $50 in Nigerian money came like a big stack of money like this. Without exaggeration. That brother Bicharu has to put in his a walk with a bag of money all over. So now in that rush he forgets, he forgets to exchange that money back into dollars or into rent. So he came to South Africa with a big bag of money. Now when he came to South Africa, he's looking for someone who's going to take this money from, from Nigeria. So he met some Nigerian brothers. They said, unfortunately, we can't do anything. Met someone else. Unfortunately, we can't do anything. So all that money which he brought, he can't do anything with it. Until he, he got tired, he told, give someone, please take it free for you. Whenever you go back to your country, you can use it. So like that in the Akhirat also, the currency is Amal. You can bring whatever other currency you want. If you don't have Amal, Allahu Akbar. You got nothing in the Akhirat. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, atadruna manil muflis. You know who is the, the greatest bankrupt? The person who will come before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He got a lot of amal, but how is his character? The currency is there, but how is his character? Then the person will be brought before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala will ask the malaika, is there anyone claiming against him? Then another person will come. وَقَدْ شَتَمَ هَذَا He used to swear someone. وَأَكَلَ مَالَ هَذَا And he ate the wealth of someone. And he oppressed someone. Allahu Akbar. Bad akhlaqi, bad character, what he can make. The person who came with so much good amal, he'll be thrown into the fire of Jahannam. He'll be thrown headlong into the fire of Jahannam. You know, back, there, was a, there was a person who used to, in India, my Ustad always used to tell us this incident. In India, there was a man who was a policeman. And he has his hand amputated. And he used to walk somewhere by the streets and he used to tell everyone if you want to kuch ibrat sikna hai to mujh se pucho kuch ibrat sikna hai to mujh se pucho you want to learn some some experience in life then ask me so someone went and asked him what do you have to say so that policeman says or that man now he was a beggar he wasn't a policeman anymore so he said (coughs) I used to be a policeman and I had very bad akhlaq I was a very proud person. So one day there was this poor man. Very poor, had nothing. He only had few few coins. He went and he bought some fish. And as he's coming back with his fish, I saw him walking. I told him, where are you taking this fish? So the man said, I have got nothing else for my family. I only got these two fish. So that policeman says, I grabbed that fish from him. And I take it, took it for myself. That man begged me and asked me, please do not do that. I don't know how I'm going to feed my family. I got children. The policeman said, go, carry on. So that policeman says that day, <coughs> I went home. And my family cooked the fish. The fish was ready. But whilst I'm eating, or whilst I was carrying the fish, one thorn just pricked my hand. And that caused one small wound to appear. After a while, that wound became bigger and bigger and bigger. I had to go. I started getting pain. I went to the doctor. The doctor said, we'll have to amputate you. Your, your finger. So they cut one finger. 
Again, that wound didn't disappear. They cut another, another. And then they came, there came a time when he had to cut his hand. A time came when he had to cut his, hand, his, his arm. He's still not stopping. That wound is just carrying on. And that, that, that uh, policeman says, now I knew that something here is wrong. I can only ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive me or to, to grant me najat from this. So he says, I made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in the night I see a dream. And in that dream someone is telling me one thing is going to carry on. When are you going to go and ask for forgiveness? When are you going to make tawbah from your sins? When did your whole body gets amputated. When the whole hand gets amputated. So, but then his arm was amputated. He says, I went and asked forgiveness from that, from that man. I asked forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then, and then my sickness disappeared. So my dear brother, this good akhlaq, bring these qualities, bring this amal into our lives. And then Allah sallallahu alayhi wa is promising us jannat. Two qualities, two things which take a person mostly into, the, into, into jannat. Taqwa. The fear of Allah, the love of Allah, and good character. May Allah grant us tawfiq wa akhru da'wan alhamdulillah rabbi.